Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, in our outstanding studios. First Star Logistics takes care of us big time. Time for keys to the game. Big one. Huge football game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. The GOAT, Tom Brady. Hmm. All right. First and foremost, the keys to me, or the biggest key, next man up. They've done it all year long. But this week, the Cincinnati Bengals have a lot of question marks in their roster, in the lineup. Doesn't look like Mike Hilton is going to be able to play this week. Mike Hilton was hobbling around on crutches in the early stages of the week. I don't anticipate Mike Hilton being able to make the dance in this football game. Slot corner position. Jalen Davis, his backup, has a broken thumb. I don't anticipate Jalen Davis being able to play in this weekend's football game. Alan George off the practice squad. In my mind, they're going to have to bring him up. Some kind of game day move there, or if they make it earlier in the week, bring him up off the practice squad. He'll either play outside corner, move Cam Taylor Britt inside, or keep Cam Taylor Britt outside and put Alan George inside in the slot. Next man up, roster depth, going to be tested once again. We saw it at the wide receiver position last week. You have a situation where your tight end is down. Hayden Hurst is down before the game starts. During the course of the football game, or I should say during warmups, T. Higgins with his hamstring can't go. They find out at noontime he's not going to be able to go. The second player of the game Tyler Boyd dislocates his finger, the top joint of his finger, and the bone comes out, exposed bone. They had to do surgery to prevent infection. They had to get that bone back in place. The biggest problem was infection issues. They got that surgically repaired. Tyler Boyd probably won't be able to go in this football game. Although knowing Tyler Boyd, I wouldn't rule him out. I would not rule him out. I think he's on a day-to-day basis. And it's a pain tolerance thing. Let's face it. It was ugly and it was painful. Can he deal with the pain? There's going to be apparatus there that he has to wear, and they're going to have to tape the fingers together and all that sort of thing. Can he handle catching the football? That's what the injury was. It was a football that he tried to catch. They hit him just wrong and dislocated the top of his finger. Crazy injury. But Tyler Boyd, I think he'll be active. I don't think they'll sit him down. But how much will he be able to play? So Trey Hendrickson has a broken wrist. Trey Hendrickson played the fourth quarter of the game with a broken wrist, the last game. I don't think Trey Hendrickson plays in this football game. Uh, that's that's an unfortunate scenario there. Will Jeff Gunter be active? You would think so. You would think Jeff Gunter would have to be active for this football game. So <clears throat> you got some issues you're dealing with. But when T. Higgins went down and Tyler Boyd went down. Trenton Irwin, Trent Taylor, targeted six times, three catches for over 90 yards. Over 30-yard average per catch. One of them a 45-yard flea flicker touchdown. These guys stepped up. These guys didn't rep any of those plays. Trenton Irwin, the first time he repped the flea flicker was in the game, and he repped it perfectly. These guys are ready. These guys study. They're smart. They're ready to step up, expand their roles. Will it happen on the front end with the pass rushers? 
who's going to step up and make plays. And, you know, the, the other uh, factor there, jo- Joseph Asai. With Henderson down, will Osai be able to go? He's battling a little bit of a shoulder issue where his shoulder's a little unstable. You know, it'll come out a little bit. You don't want that shoulder to pop out. Front end, back end, guys are going to have to step up. Guys are going to have to make plays. Guys are going to have to show themselves. They've done it all season long. Can they do it? Big, big challenge. Tom Brady at quarterback. You want your best pass rushers. You want your best cover guys. You don't think Tom Brady's going to zero in on, hmm, that's not the normal slot guy. That's not the normal backup in the slot guy. I think I'll test that. He's going to go after guys that have not had a whole lot of snaps on the back end, and he's going to count on his offensive line to handle people from a pass rush standpoint. My opinion, though, the biggest key is interior pass rush. You have to get a push on Tom Brady. You cannot let him have all we talk about all the time, time and space. You can't give him time to operate, and you can't give him space to read the football field. You have to get in his space. He is not a guy that's going to escape the pocket. He's not going to try to get outside the defensive ends and run. He is going to climb the pocket to buy time if need be. Can't let him do that. Stay in your lanes, push the pocket, collapse it right in his face. Shrink it on the perimeter, collapse it from the interior. That's what's going to happen. A lot of uh, personnel scenarios that are going to be interesting to follow during the course of this football game. The biggest key to winning any football game is score more points than the opponent, plain and simple. Last week against the Cleveland Browns, the Bengals' defense had their best day in that regard. They held the Browns to 10 points, fewest points allowed in a single game all season long. That has to continue because, honestly, Tampa Bay, led by the GOAT, Tom Brady, they've had trouble scoring, real problems. I mean, they've only scored – Over 30 points one time this year. They had a 31-point effort. Their highest scoring game after that is a 22-point performance. They've scored 22 or more once. They scored 21 points or more two times. They've scored 20 points another time. They've scored 20 points or less, three, five, six, ten times. Ten times they've scored 20 points or less. They've scored 17 points or less six times. They've scored seven points. Last week's football game, they've had a three-point outing. They haven't been shut out, but they're having trouble putting points on the board. Three points, seven points, 12 points, 16 points, 17 points, 18 points, 19 points. Keep the GOAT under 20 points, 20 points or less. I have total confidence that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals offense will be able to score more points. Keep it to 20 or less. I think that's a that's a barometer. That's a big barometer in this football game. Tampa Bay has struggled in the red zone. Their offense scoring 51.4% of the time, 21st in the NFL. Their defense is allowing a touchdown 58.3% of the time, 21st in the NFL. The Bengals, on the other hand, fourth in the NFL offensively, scoring two-thirds of the time, 66.7%, and sixth in the NFL defensively allowing the opposition to score a touchdown just a little over 51% of the time. That is going to be a big key. Red zone, don't let them in the red zone. Hold down the points. Score points for the Bengals. Hold down points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's simple. That wins football games, right? Next key, recognition 
and communication of what you just recognized. 14 different Tampa Bay Buccaneer players have registered at least half a sack. 14 different players. They have 38 sacks on the season. 14 different players have had a hand in that total. And that comes from their head coach. Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator in his day, in his heyday, and an excellent one. And he ran all kinds of pressure packages. And they are doing the exact same thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. They've had sacks from five different positions, defensive end, defensive tackle, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and also safeties. The only position that does not have a quarterback sack to date is a corner. Now, maybe a safety came on a slot corner if he was playing slot corner in their sub packages, but every it's an equal opportunity uh, pressure package deal with Todd Bowles. They come from everywhere. You have to recognize, and, and uh, they can come out of any look, defensive configuration, any look. He's trying to break down protections. He's trying to get free runners where there's assignment mistakes and you get a free runner at the quarterback. And if he doesn't get a free runner, he's trying to get protection mismatches where he has a defensive end on a running back, for example. Those kind of things. Todd Bowles is excellent at it. The Bengals have to recognize and they have to communicate. Huge in this football game. Let's expand on that concept just a little bit. How about the old protection pressure key right here? Tampa has allowed 18 sacks in the season, second fewest in the NFL, just 18 sacks. Tom Brady at his finest. Number one in the NFL in sacks per pass attempt. Remember, they throw more passes than anybody in the National Football League, and they've allowed the second fewest sacks of anybody. So it stands to reason sacks per pass attempt, they're number one by a long shot. They've accumulated 38 sacks defensively, seventh best in the NFL. Their sack per pass attempt is fifth best in the National Football League. They get after the quarterback. That plus 20 differential, 38 sacks generated, 18 allowed, plus 20, third best in the NFL. That's significant. This football team knows how to protect the quarterback, and the quarterback knows how to get rid of the football. That's the biggest thing. And they know how to pressure the quarterback, like we talked about. Todd Bowles will bring anybody from anywhere at any time. 14 different people are involved in the sack total. Cincinnati offensively allowed 38 sacks, 27th in the NFL, 21st sack per pass attempt. They've accumulated 21 quarterback sacks, 30th in the NFL, 30th in sack per pass attempt. The minus 17 differential is 30th in the NFL. So Tampa Bay is plus 20. Bengals are minus 17, protection pressure. Now that was because of a slow start in the beginning of the season. In the last foot, uh, five football games, the Bengals have allowed seven sacks. They're running the ball better. They're protecting the quarterback much better. The offensive line is performing at an extremely high level. This Tampa Bay game will be a challenge to them from a recognition communicating, taking the, the right techniques, protecting the quarterback, and then Lou Anarumo is going to have to come up with some pressure packages, which he's done a great job of, disguising pressure packages and disguising them with Tom Brady is going to be a challenge. He's seen it all, and he's seen it all more than once, and then maybe disguising coverages on the back end. But if he's down a whole bunch of players, how much can he disguise it? You don't want to make mistakes back there. Brady will take advantage of it. But if you're too simple, Brady will take advantage of that. A little bit of a quandary. Run game. 
starting to get it established. Run the football. Be balanced. Balanced is key. P. Ryan had 106 yards rushing against the Chiefs. Mixon had 96 yards rushing against Cleveland. Two different backs, consecutive weeks. Right around that 100-yard mark, that century mark. That's tribute to the offensive line. The Bucs allow 125.4 rushing yards a game, 20th in the league. They allow 4.6 a carry, 23rd in the league. Stay balanced. Run the football. Anchor the Bucks. That will help you in pass protection. If you're ahead of the chains and you're throwing the football on third and medium, third and short, much easier to pass protect if you decide to throw the football. That'll help big time. So you're going to have to be able to run the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they allow only 195.3 yards a game passing, sixth fewest in the NFL, 6.71 yards per attempt, sixth fewest in the NFL. You have to run the football to stay balanced again against them so you can get the ball down the football field in chunks with your play-action passing game and things of that nature. It's going to be a big, big deal to be able to run the football, stay balanced against this Tampa Bay Buccaneer football team. Tampa Bay's also struggling to run the football. 72.9 yards per game running the ball, dead last in the league. 3.3 yards per rushing attempt, dead last in the, in the National Football League. They've only run it 286 times all season, dead last in the National Football League. 45-year-old Tom Brady has thrown it 579 times, most in the league. 381 completions, most in the league. 6.19 yards per attempt, 31st in the league. So there's a lot of short dink and duck stuff. Extension of the running game, they're saying to Tom Brady, we don't run it very well. The short intermediate passing game, that's going to be our running game. You're going to have to do it with screens and short passing game and all that sort of thing. Don't let him lean on a good running game. You can't allow him to lean on a run game. It'll make him that much more difficult to defend. Slam the running game. Keep him one-dimensional. That's going to be a, a factor. 580 pass attempts by the Buccaneers, most in the NFL. 286 rushing attempts by the Buccaneers, lowest in the National Football League, fewest in the NFL. They've thrown it 294 more times than they've run it. 294 more times they've thrown the football than they've run it. That's the biggest disparity in the National Football League. You know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to try to do. The GOAT is going to control everything with that right arm and that brain. Can you control him? The quick game, the screen game, like we talked about with Tom Brady, a big, big factor. Brady's not mobile, never was mobile, even his younger years. At 45 years old, he's not going to be running anywhere. There's no quarterback run package. There's no create and extend to play. Tom Brady's a pocket passer that is going to get the ball out of his hand quickly. He still will manipulate the pocket a little bit. He's savvy in the pocket, but he is staying right in that pocket. He will get it out quickly. He's amongst the best in the NFL every year. He's always been that way. you got to collapse the pocket on him. You have to push the interior of the pocket in his face, obstructing his vision. Don't let him look down the football field and be confident with what he's seeing and get that ball out. You make him a little gun-shy about his follow-through. In last week's game against San Francisco, he hit a helmet on a follow-through. A little bit uh, dicey there. So if you've got people around him, bodies around him, he does not like that. No quarterback likes that. But a 45-year-old non-mobile quarterback hates it. Hates it. That's what you're going to have to do. Squeeze the edges. Give him pocket claustrophobia. 
That's what I'm looking for. Pocket claustrophobia. Talked about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are having trouble scoring points. They've been outscored in every single quarter this year, except the fourth quarter. They've been outscored by 16 in the first quarter, 10 in the second quarter, 8 in the third quarter, and have outscored the opponent by 10 in the fourth quarter. They've been outscored in overtime by 6. The Bengals, on the flip side, have outscored the opponent in all four quarters and then been outscored by 3 in overtime. They've been out, They've outscored the opponent by 23 in the first quarter. Get off to that fast start. The Bengals done a good job of that. They're winning the coin toss now. They're wanting the football. They're scoring first. Get off to that fast start against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They've outscored the opponent by five in the second quarter, by five in the third quarter, and by 40 in the fourth quarter, 86 to 46. Joe Burrow has done a hell of a job in the fourth quarter. Start fast, finish strong. Formula for success on the road against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defense has been extraordinary tackling this year. Sure tackling, gang tackling. It has been a clinic. Proper leverage. Boy, the, the perfect angle of pursuit. Getting the head in front, helmet in front, so the whole body is in front when you take people to the ground. Tampa Bay has some big receivers that can run as well, but big physical guys. Mike Evans, Julio Jones, those kind of guys are, are going to be difficult to tackle. You're going to have to get more than one body at the point at the uh, football. You're going to have to run to the ball, which they've done exceptionally well. The Bengals have all run to the football and assisted their teammates. They're not leaving their teammates out there one-on-one -on -one in space against the opponent, getting multiple people to the ball. I'm telling you, Cam Taylor Britt had an open field tackle on Nick Chubb that was extraordinary. Training real stuff, one-on-one, -on -one, in space, Cam Taylor-Britt, softy engine, took Chase right to the ground. They missed two tackles this year. They only, uh, excuse me, they missed two tackles last week against the Cleveland Browns. They missed two tackles against the Atlanta Falcons earlier this year. This football team is not giving extra yards after contact, not giving extra yards after catch. The journeys are ending. Got to tackle against this football team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. <laughs> Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right, you yeah. know? Gotta get that body right. That's right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out firststarlogistics.com.